The following program presents principles designed to promote good health and is not intended to take the place of personalised professional care. The opinions and ideas expressed are those of the speakers. Viewers are encouraged to draw their own conclusions about the information presented. Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm your host, Margot Marshall. Can stress cause high cholesterol? Can what's going on in our mind really affect our body? You might be surprised by the answer. Healthy Living is a 13-part production of 3ABN Australia Television, focusing on the health of the whole person, body, mind and spirit. You'll learn natural lifestyle principles with practical health solutions for overall good health. studio is Jennifer Skews, a health psychologist, and Dr. John Clark. Welcome, Jennifer. Welcome, John. Thank nice you. to have you with us. And we're going to be having a talk today that um, I'd like you to start off with there, John. Well, I want to tell you about a lady who illustrates our high cholesterol and high stress uh, scenario. Uh, I was at a, a set of meetings, and uh, we were, there were many presenters in different rooms. And I met this lady at lunchtime, and she said, Dr. Clark, can I talk to you about my cholesterol? I said, sure, let's talk about your cholesterol. She says, I have high cholesterol, and I've been doing everything I can to get it down, and I have not been successful. She says, I've been exercising. Well, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. She says, I've been eating a vegan diet, in other words, a plant-based diet. Well, that's a good thing. She says, I've been getting extra fiber like oat bran. Well, that's a good thing. She was on the right track, but she says, I cannot get my cholesterol down. Mm -hmm. So I was a bit puzzled. Okay, you're eating a lot of good things here, and, and it's, it's working well for you, but it's not bringing your cholesterol down. And so I started asking questions. I said, well, knowing that there was many meetings going on, have you come to any of my meetings? She says, well, I would have liked to have, but I wasn't able to because I was interested in these other meetings over here where one of the presenters is talking about stress. I said, well, that's interesting. I did notice his name on the board and, and, and his topics. I bet it's interesting. She says, yes, it is. I said, how's it going for you? She says, well, it's going well, but, uh, uh, and it was going well until he asked us to take out a piece of paper and a pen, and then he says, start writing about your most troubled relationship. She said, at that point, my mind went immediately to my ex-husband, and all I could do is cry. Okay. Big clue going on there. So this is right on our topic today about stress causing high cholesterol. Jenny, this is your specialty. It and is. So it's, uh, I do a lot of what we call stress management because everyone I see has high stress levels, whether it be because of their disorder oh, or because okay. of things that have happened. And I, in specialising with people with trauma, a lot of them have very high stress. And yes. there are actually three stages of stress. And this was identified by um, a gentleman by the name of Hans Sewell back in the 50s. And he observed and put it into these three stages, which still stands today with people who are working with stress. It mm -hmm. gives us a really good view. Your first stage is called the alarm stage. And what happens at, in the alarm stage is that um, you can be doing something quite casually and something happens and it triggers 
the alarm response. For example, driving down the road and a car shoots out and nearly hits you, well, if we didn't have the alarm response, we would be going, here comes a car and I'm going to die, literally. So that gives us the ability within nanoseconds to put the foot on the brake, stop the car. But in that process, you have an incredible surge of adrenaline and cortisol, uh, which overloads the system. And that's fine for short term, but when it's long term, it becomes a problem. Yeah, but the interesting thing is in nature, they've actually observed this in animals because we have what's called the fight flight response. Yes. And that's what the alarm reaction is. It sets up that fight flight and that's what the adrenaline and cortisol is to fight off the stress or, or whatever it is, or to be able to run from it. Yes. So an animal, when it's being chased by a predator in nature, uh, and say the predator catches up, maybe it's the deer and, and the lion, and what will happen is that deer can do a drop and it's unconscious. It's like it's dead. It's in a state of uh, mm. total unconsciousness. Sometimes that predator will think it'll come back later or it's already dead and will leave it alone. And they found that animal come out of that state and they do heavy breathing, shaking, trembling, and then they get off and they shake themselves. And what they've done is reset their fight flight mechanism, oh. which is a very interesting phenomena because that means they are now ready to fight or flight again. Yeah. And they found that if the person doesn't do that, or sorry, if the animal doesn't do that, what will happen is that animal will be ready to picked off. It can no longer fight or flight. So that means the next predator that comes along, it will be easy prey. Okay. Now they've noticed this, that's that alarm response. They've noticed this with humans, but the problem is what we do is we don't discharge that moment, not like the animal did. So oh. we don't do things that help us to release that trauma and then we, don't, we can't effectively fight or flight and they call it the freeze mode. So we actually go into freeze where that adrenaline response is and that moment in time is frozen in the brain, in the body, in every cell of the body. Now, when we maintain that, we go into stage two, which is resistance. And that means we're resisting the stressor and we're stuck in it. Um, And it's like in a work environment, it's a good example where we can't get out of it and we've got to put up with Mm. the irritable boss or the bully or whatever. Mm. And Mm. that means we are constantly in that mode from when we go home, come back to work. um, And that is high stress. And that means the body is running on adrenaline and cortisol. And as we know, and you would know that that causes a lot of inflammation in the brain, toxicity. And it would be at this point that Um, this person you were talking about would have started to have cholesterol problems because stress on that level changes the way the body and the physiology is is working. Now the third stage is if we continue with that what happens is we go into burnout and exhaustion and the adrenals can become so exhausted that can no longer do their function the person will die. So there are people I see who the doctor's giving cortisol to because the stress has been so prolonged and so dynamic that they are in that stage. Mm. Yeah, of um, the adrenals can't can no longer function. And so when the adrenals actually stop functioning, you die. You die. You cannot survive without adrenal function. Wow. Yeah. So it's a, a bit of an eye opener for all those yes. people out there who are really stressed. <laughs> My eyes just opened very wide. I didn't realise that that could that that can that it was basically a vital organ. Then I never knew that. It is. We don't realise that that. And there are people out there who have actually succumbed to that mm. or are being treated for adrenal failure. Yeah. Because yeah. But the good news is the body can do a lot of repair work. Yes. But uh, you've got to get out of that stress zone for the body to 
correct itself because we have what's called a homeostasis environment and that means the body has been created to balance itself. So mm. we have mechanisms that will help change that. Yeah. Uh, for example, if we're cold, the liver will produce heat by shaking the body <laughs> to pick up again. Yeah. So we have all these mechanisms, the blood sugars, insulin to correct the blood sugar level. Mm. You see, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we, the body is an amazing. It is. Thing. It absolutely and the is. Brain. Mm. John, I think you had another story um, we'd like to hear. Could you share that with us now? Yeah, and I'd like to get into the second story. <laughs> but uh, before we do that, we might just mention the mechanism here. I'm glad uh, we've mm. mentioned the, the <laughs> cortisol, and, mm. and as the cortisol goes up, it makes your blood sugar go up. Okay. And when your blood sugar goes up, your insulin wants to push it down, so the insulin levels go up. But it's insulin that is making your cholesterol go high. So for this uh, particular individual who's experiencing lots of stress, Mm. and I'm assuming she's ongoing Mm. at the Mm. second or maybe third Mm. stage that you're Mm. mentioning Mm. there, Mm. she's going to have her high cholesterol until she can, well, how is she going to shake herself and snort and and get the stress (laughs) off. I'm sort of interested in this. Well, the problem is with stress, it doesn't matter whether it's real or imagined. And one of the things you said, it wasn't until she sat down and started writing that the stress factor kicked in again. Now, she's been sitting with that grief or that tearfulness or that stress of whatever happened with her husband that um, is, is like the time bomb waiting to go off. And if it's imagined stress, it does as much damage and it triggers the same response as real stress. Okay. So it doesn't matter whether we imagine it or it's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And this is where trauma comes into it. She would have been carrying the trauma because when we keep going over an event that was real and stressful, we keep reigniting the stressors. Yes. And that means we're constantly doing that Mm. that that process yes right so yeah and we keep going through it and there's an interesting comment uh, Mark Twain had some wonderful sayings and he said I've been through some terrible things in my life and some of them actually happened <laughs> see, and that's what we do we, go, we well, do don't we yes yes we constantly reliving things relive yeah. or worry about things that might yes, happen that might they, happen that might and they, maybe they will and they, often they don't so we can do it for future events yeah. that we fear and are stressful as well as go over old events yeah and that means we're not here in the present heard a saying once that said um Worry is the interest paid on trouble before it's due. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's what we do. And, and we do. We have all these problems and with physiology. Mm, yeah. And so that brings us to our second story here. And uh, I worked with a lady for a while in my uh, teaching across the United States where she would do a cooking school. And she had high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Now, this lady was living what she taught. She made the food. It was good food, Mm -hmm. uh, food that would not be likely to raise cholesterol. But her cholesterol was quite high. And then as we got to know her, we discovered something in her life that was very traumatic. Uh, She had a son. The son had gotten involved Mm -hmm. with the wrong group. He had gone south to another country. Mm -hmm. In another country, he had gotten involved in drugs. Mm The drug ring had uh, figured out that uh, maybe he was leaking information. They thought he was, quote-unquote, a narc, mm-hmm. uh, a person telling on them. Mm-hmm. And so they killed him. They literally threw him off a uh, oh, multi-story building. Me. Well, yeah, how traumatic. And uh, she found out about this. And, of course, you can't get any kind of justice in some of these other countries. Aye. 
and it just wore on her, the lack mm -hmm. of justice, the, mm -hmm. the no rhyme or reason to this, and they'd done it to her son. In fact, the villains were actually from America, came back, and she saw them, and they sort of taunted her that they'd done this. Mm. And so she was very angry at these mm. murders. Mm. And this anger welled up in her, and she kept writing it, and this was mm. the source of her stress. Mm. But then, a couple years later, she got into understanding uh, the value of forgiveness, mm -hmm. uh, uh, went to some seminars on how to, what forgiveness is, mm -hmm. how to forgive others, and how to be forgiven. And once she had gone through this, and she actually went through the process of forgiving these mm. villains, regardless of whether they deserved it or not, then her cholesterol came back down to normal. Well, she was working on that mm. stage one, stage two, going into stage three. So she stopped resisting the stressors and getting stressed about it and did an action that helped her to heal. And, and she went back to off that alarm response, which is where we're meant to be until we need it. That's really interesting, Jenny. John, have you got some thoughts on that? So what I'm seeing here is that uh, she had a high cholesterol due to that whole sequence of events where stress raises cortisol, cortisol raises your blood sugar, blood sugar raises your insulin, and then insulin drives up the cholesterol. Mm. And then when she came to forgiveness, the cortisol went down. Therefore, the blood sugars came down, therefore the insulin went down, and therefore her cholesterol came down. And so the whole system is affected then by stress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the most important thing for her, at least for her own survival, was forgiveness. Well, it's her perception, and she changed her perception. She changed her perception from anger and pain to forgiving, then it's going to relieve the stress problem. Mm. But how, if she doesn't have all this anger and fear and pain and so forth, who's going to get back at these guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, she must have had to forgive them. And they're, they're a common, uh, it is commonly seen where I've seen people who are in court have actually forgiven the person who murdered their daughter, for example. And of course, everyone finds that hard to comprehend. How can you do that? But that's where she had faith. And this comes back to our spiritual dynamic because mm, uh, mm. faith ha helps a lot of healing. It helps to get you off of those alarm reactions and yeah. to find a healing pathway. And certainly the benefit was to her as yes. well as yeah. to these, yeah. uh, you know, these young people. It's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Very, very. And I appreciated those pathways that you explained, John. And you might, might not hurt to say it one more time, the pathway where what's going on in our mind is actually mm. significantly affecting what's going on in our body. And there was that pathway that started out with the stress. Mm. Stress, and then the stress raises the cortisol, which is that stress hormone that Jenny mm. mentioned. Mm. And the cortisol uh, makes your blood sugar go up. People who take that as a drug called prednisone will find their blood sugars go up. Okay. And so the blood sugar goes up, and then the response to high blood sugar is insulin. Mm -hmm. And then when you get the insulin going up, it raises your cholesterol. Mm. And so it's, it's a big sequence of events, yeah. and, uh, but the end result is you can know if you're having a high cholesterol all the time and mm. nothing else seems to be bringing it down, mm. you might be suffering from the effects of emotional stress. And mm. these days you think of all the stressors. I mean, it's everything huge. from electronic things mm -hmm. we carry and the communication age mm. to the uh, rising uh, uh, bills and, and your rent and, and, and then the new laws they put into effect to help mm. uh, control humanity. Everything brings stress to a higher level mm -hmm. in this day and age. Yes, that's, that's interesting. And it's interesting how um, 
you know, you brought out the, the spiritual part, but there's a consensus that people who have a good connection, uh, a good, you know, spiritual connection, have better mental and and physical health. And this is this is been borne out in what we've just seen. So mm. there's a spiritual dimension in there that's very, very beneficial uh, to us. And um, it puts us back in that stage one off the alarm. So because the yes. ultimate is to have the balance. And when we're at peace with ourselves, we yes. have that balance. Yes. The moment we get the um, back into the alarm reaction, we actually drive up the adrenaline and the cortisol, which we've heard from the physiology, but it also causes a lot of inflammation in the brain. Mm. And it does a lot of other types of damage as well, not just with cholesterol. Yeah. But the alarm reaction is to protect us, not to live in it. That's right. Yeah. So if we get off that alarm reaction, and this is where this, this lady hadn't done it for years. Mm -hmm. She'd carried this for years. But yeah. in resolving it, she's got a permanent solution to her whole physiology and body. And it's like a self-healing mechanism. Yes. Um, to correct itself. So we've got a mind-body connection, yes. we've got a, a spiritual body connection, mm -hmm. and that all of those mm -hmm. elements of our being, the mental, physical, spiritual, social, they're yeah. all, all, all blended in there and they all affect each other. Well, I, and I find one of the important things to do to bring you, your stress levels down is to correct the heart rate. Because oh yes. Your, when your heart does overtime, your mm -hmm. brain continues to perceive it as you're under attack, you're sure. under stress and keeps pumping adrenaline, which is mm -hmm. against what the heart needs and the heart then just gets worse. So when you um, do breathing where you focus the breathing around the, the, the heart area where the lungs are behind the heart, it actually calms and evens the heartbeat and that gets the system to get off the alarm response. Yes. It actually helps it to calm so down. So tell us just explain that breathing that okay. you're talking well, about. They found that even if just putting your hand over your heart will calm it, and that's from scientific studies. Mm -hmm. So our body has good mechanisms. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to show us what to do. Yeah, here. just put the hand right there. Yeah. It feel, actually feels lovely. You can feel it. You feel protected. It's a lovely and feeling. Yeah. yeah. And then when you breathe into the hand space where the heart is, okay. and you focus the breath there, and then you slowly breathe out and just slow the heart rate down and even it out, mm -hmm. the heart rate, the, the beat between evens out. So you've got the beat, you've got an even space, even space. Okay. And that tells the brain that all is well. You look like a patriotic <laughs> American there with your I was hand on your heart. Allegiance. But it's, it is, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. As soon as you touch that there, yeah. it, it has some kind of so very noticeable effect. simple things we can do. And that breathing. Well, simple things work well and that's the best de-stressor. And when I'm driving down the road and my alarm goes on because someone nearly hits me, that's what I do. Okay. I start doing that breathing. I might even put, rub my my chest area, put my hand over that area. And keep and the other I, hand on yeah. the wheel. If not, I stay on an alarm reaction and then I'm ready to react, overreact to things. Yes. Because I've got too much adrenaline and cortisol. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I talk about overreacting mm. years back now. We read in the paper that, and this had happened a few doors from us, but mm. we read in the paper where someone killed his friend in the mm -hmm. lounge room and they, mm -hmm. it was all over which TV channel to watch. Okay. And I'm trying to imagine him in prison mm. uh, for the years thinking, um, was that worth it? <laughs> well, was it really worth it? You know, he just overreacted and ended up they got into a brawl and he killed him. Well, he, so that person yeah, would have probably been running on adrenaline most of the time. They, yeah. were, in, they, they were in probably the resistance stage and mm. something triggered them and that's where with, with adrenaline cortisol, anger, aggression yeah. and, and you react out. Mm. Yeah, very dangerous. It's 
You see it on the roads, road rage and, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, things exactly. like that too, where people really do overreact mm. to, mm. to things. So, mm. And I suspect for, for your case with this lady, she'd been reacting to that stressor mm. and who knows what else was stressful in her life that would have added into when you met her mm. and the stress was the problem, not, not so much the diet and health side of it. So it's really working with both angles mm. because people who aren't stressed do digest a lot better, but if they're having all the wrong foods, eventually that can catch up with them. So Yes, this is true. And what's really fascinating is some of the drugs that have been used to help with high blood pressure Mm. and high cholesterol Mm. actually have a dramatic effect on the brain to suppress it in a way that the brain will no longer be responding to stressors. Mm. Uh, They're literally dumbing down the patient, but the idea is is that they help the blood pressure or help the cholesterol through Mm. a neuromechanism rather Mm. than actually affecting the physiology surrounding the... Mm blood pressure or cholesterol. That's, that's not good to hear. Mm. Oh, it is good to hear, but it's not good that it happens. It's really. good that we understand it more, yeah. Yeah, because so, then you can recognise mm, it and do something about it mm. when you feel those physiological responses. Yes, how much better to use your uh, techniques, mm-hmm. Jenny, and to just, you know, how, how quickly um, does the body respond to that breathing? Probably two or three breaths in and out. <laughs> That's how powerful. Well, you felt it when you put your hand yeah. over that area, yeah. over the heart, but it, it does not take long. And I find what happens, because the brain is neuroplastic and wire, it likes that response. So okay. your brain wants to keep doing it. And yes. I find now that it goes to autopilot, that when I get a bit stressed or I'm reacting, I start doing the breathing, not because I've thought of it, mm. because my brain has, has learnt that that works yes. and it wants me to be relaxed, yes. you see. So we don't have to consciously do it all the time. Once, once we get a mechanism mm. that works, the brain will rapidly learn it and want to do it. We, we re, redo the habit. We're changing the yes. habit. Yeah. So one of the things we like to do in this program is show how it goes both ways. Mm. Yes. And it's interesting that in your physiology, if you are on a diet that is inflaming your system, mm-hmm such as our oxidized oils that we have talked about or uh, fried foods or foods that are created through rotting, fermenting and aging and the inflammation is going mm. up in your body, it's a physiological stress. Mm. And this can make your cholesterol go up. It can mm-hmm. also make your stress go up mm-hmm. where you're more on tippy edge ready to react to things that are happening in your environment in ways that you wouldn't otherwise react to them mm. had you been on a calming diet, mm. a more nutritious diet, a diet that helped you so you had lower inflammation. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. So I see what you mean. It goes both ways. Yeah. The things we eat can raise the stress. The stress raises the cholesterol. And stress causes and brain inflammation. Yes. When the brain's inflamed, it's going to react. So we're a whole person, aren't we? We are. Total and package. all of these things, the mental, physical, spiritual, social, they all work together. And uh, if one's working against the other, it sets off this yeah. chain reaction. So all of these things are very important. They are. And, and uh, go on, Jenny. And I often work from body to brain, not brain to body, which is most psychologists will work with the brain. Yes. But I work, start with the body. I think that's, that's fantastic because yeah. you can do it both ways, yes. can't you? Yes. And that's if you calm extra, the physiology, you calm the brain. Extra benefit. You bring inflammation down and, yeah. So that's what we do. Yes. Mm. That's, it's good that you have two strings to your bow, so to speak. I do. <laughs> with, you know, using the, the uh, physical part and the foods and so on, and then you're able to yeah. work from um, the stress part and, and the mental part and how yeah. they, they both work with each other. There's a lot of research in this area now, and, 
and people can access this just online or in books that will educate them and help them to understand it because you understand the brain and the body and the connection you work a lot smarter they found yeah. in science that when the brain knows how it works it works smarter sure so that's yeah. an important point yeah. now we've talked about some of the foods that that raise cholesterol as well because that's that's probably the focus it's the mm. cholesterol we looked at how stress can mm. so what foods would actually be low in cholesterol or can help to lower cholesterol we need to be very clear on this because this is what we're building up to what would be foods that help our cholesterol to be low you have to realize why your cholesterol goes high there's three uses of cholesterol in your body one is for cell walls one is also for hormones and the third one as a digestive agent in your body the number one way that cholesterol is used is as a digestive agent and here's the way it works. When you eat food, it has fat in it, but mm -hmm. your blood is made out of water. Mm -hmm. You can't mix fat and water very easily, and so you need an emulsifier, a soap, if you please. Okay. Cholesterol is that soap, soap mm -hmm. that helps uh, mix water and oil. Okay. And so anything you eat mm -hmm. that will require more soap i.e. fats, mm -hmm. uh, it's going to raise your cholesterol. If you think about the hardest fat to wash off a plate mm. at uh, dish time, <laughs> right. mm -hmm. dishwashing yeah. time. Do you think of that sometimes? Or is that what I put in my body when I used to do things? So. Then you've just discovered the thing that will raise your cholesterol the highest. For example, if I had a pat of butter on a plate, and instead of taking a knife and flipping it off into the garbage, I decided I'm going to melt that butter with soap and water, it would take a lot of soap and water to melt that butter. Mm. And so any food that's got fat in it, be it cholesterol food or uh, mm. animal shortening or vegetable mm. shortening, is going to take a certain amount of uh, soap to emulsify. Mm. That said, when you eat foods that have oils in them that have been extracted, in other words, they went through a phase where they were in a mm. bottle, mm -hmm. then you're going to have much higher cholesterol. Okay. On the other hand, if you're eating foods that have the oils still packaged as God packaged mm -hmm. them, with the fiber, then it's going to have a less effect to raise your cholesterol. So in studies where they compare cheese, which is a hard fat, which mm. would take a lot of soap, mm. to vegetable oil, mm. they found if you switch from cheese to vegetable oil, you could drop your, your cholesterol by about 20%. Whoa. But if you switched from cheese to eating nuts, like almonds, mm -hmm. you could drop your cholesterol by 40%. Mm. And so twice as good an effect by changing from a hard fat to a fat that occurs mm. naturally in nature. And so we look at nuts, avocados, and uh, olives and things like that as good sources of fat because they're packaged as they should be. Mm. But bottled oils, uh, for example, if you go and get a bran muffin mm -hmm. at your local convenience store, you look at the ingredients, it's got lots of oil. Mm-hmm the bran isn't going to counteract that oil because that oil is not packaged with the bran as oh, it should right. be as it would have been in a nut. Yes. And you're going to get high cholesterol mm -hmm. from that oil being in that product. Mm -hmm. And so any fats in your diet are going to raise your cholesterol. And that's what amuses me with mm -hmm. products. You go and what they do is extract everything from the seed and then they use the refined flour. Then they add back <laughs> gluten. And I go, but it was in there the first time. Why do you remove it? Yeah. We've altered so yeah. many foods, yes. so many foods. Um, that, oh, I, I don't remember the figures, but um, there used to be a X amount of 
mm. foods in the supermarkets mm. and now there's many, many times that many and they're not new plants <laughs> or anything like that. They're just things mm. we've altered and altered and altered and mm. packaged them in just so many, so many ways. And so we, we've done a disservice actually to the foods that we yeah. actually eat if we can almost call some of them foods and they have you know haven't served us very well mm. but the stress thing that you talked about uh, today has just been amazing because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know whether we really fully appreciate uh, what our thoughts can do to our yes. body. One and thought so is enough to sell the whole body Yes, that mind-body connection is very powerful. Yes, thank you both so much for what you've had to say today. That's been a really great program. Well, that's all for today. And you can view our programs on demand if you'd like to see them again by visiting our website at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Just click on the watch button. And you can also download our fact sheets. You might not remember everything we've said, so you can do it that way. And if you have a health concern you'd like to discuss with Dr John Clark or Jennifer, send an email to healthyliving at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We look forward to having you join us next time on Healthy Living.